seven. They lose in overtime to the Calgary Flames, three to two. And the Rangers, as unfortunate as that might be, their point streak continues. Ten games. The Rangers are 8-0-2 in their last ten. So all is not lost. And look, the Rangers were down 2-0 46 seconds into this one after a really, you know, a crazy comeback win the night before where they were down 4-1 at the end of one. Here they're down 2-0 less than a minute in. And the Flames don't score again until overtime. So the Rangers do a good job, again, of, you know, not giving up. No quit in New York is the slogan. But they are able to, you know, slowly find a way. They get a couple of goals. They get a goal late in the second. They get a goal, you know, somewhat late in the third. Not that late, but the Rangers have been resilient. And so it's not a loss that you feel terrible about. Considering that, look, this is a, a desperate Calgary team who is right on that playoff bubble in the Western Conference. And so the Rangers, you know, the road trip is done. And it was a long one. And it was a far one as well. You know, we went from Carolina to Vancouver and then Edmonton and Calgary. And so now the Rangers will head home to take on the Winnipeg Jets. We'll talk about that at the end. But... You know, the Rangers, they, they've been so good on the road. I mean, this, the, the stats are crazy. They're 17-5-5 five five on the road this season. They have not lost a regulation road game since December at Pittsburgh. Ironically, that was the loss that ended their seven-game winning streak then. So two seven-game winning streaks and no further for the Rangers. And, like, I think that there was definitely some mental fatigue tonight. And you know, Adam Fox, who the former Calgary Flames draft pick, who always gets booed whenever he goes to Calgary, and that was no, no exception tonight. Fox, I thought, you know, he had a rough game. He struggled. There were some, you know, players that you normally ex expect a lot out of that didn't really play so well. Yarrow Halak deserves a lot of credit. He really played well. So his win streak comes to an end. And, you know, what he, what did he, I think he won like, what, seven in a row? Six or seven in a row he had won going into this. And Alak, he is the big reason why the Rangers got a point. The Rangers could have easily lost this game regulation. They were, Calgary had plenty of chances to put this game away. And Halak said no. I mean, great A opportunities that he stopped. So he continues to really, really play well. And you feel good about him in net. I mean, you look at the three goals. The only one that maybe there could be some partial blame would be that second goal. The one by Kadri. But the Manjapani one and the overtime winner, nothing a lot could do about it. So, Rangers, it's the same lineup. There were some lineup tweaks in this game. I guess we'll talk about that real quick. So, now, Tarasenko is on the same line as Panarin. So, it's Panarin, Trocek, Tarasenko. That line did score, and I would expect that to that line to stay, this, to stay the same. So, what does that mean? It mostly affects the Zibanejad line with Kreider. They did bring up the kid line momentarily. They they were back together by the end of it, but Kako moved up to play on the Zibanejad line on that right side. But then the kid line was reformed, and it was mostly kind of a combination of VZ and Goodrow. So that's what I'm wondering, because I, am, I really do feel like they are going to stick with Panarin, Trocek, Tarasenko. But what now happens with that first line, with Mika... And Kreider, and I think that, I guess VZ would be where I would kind of lean. We saw them together earlier. We've also seen Goodrow with them, but 
I don't know if that's what they'll do. And I don't want them to bring up the kid line. The fourth line did not get much ice time at all. And really, we're, I'm talking about specifically Lecision and Gauthier. So Lecision, I've said it a million times, like he needs to be off this team or just a constant healthy scratch. It's not a factor, and I'm confident that'll be the case. But also, Gauthier as well has found himself in a position where he will he might find himself on the outside looking in when all is said and done. I, I kind of feel bad about that for him, but I also kind of understand it. So, you know, we talk about the Rangers acquiring a forward by the deadline. I think one is an absolute certainty. Maybe two, though, right? I mean, because Kratzheim, I think, is not really in the equation. And even if he is in the equation, it's more as a backup to the top nine, not the fourth line. But I think... They probably want to replace Lecision and Goche if they can. Now, I'm fine with Goche being in there, but based on the ice time, Goche played less than five minutes in this game, 4.33. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. And look, could it mean that a Bradzinski is called up? Could it mean that a Will Cooley is called up? Yeah, it's possible, right? But what is certain is at least one forward is definitely going to, going to be acquired by the deadline. Someone that is a legitimate fourth line option. And, you know, someone that, you think about it, someone that's better than what Ryan Carpenter provided, right? I mean, I think they were hoping that maybe he could be that fourth-line center. It didn't really come to fruition. And I don't think that, I think Goodrow, they kind of want him to be, like, moving around the lineup. And, and I don't think they really want him as the fourth-line center. You can just tell they don't really think that's the best option for the team. So for the Rangers, in this one... Again, a slow start, and that's been a problem for them. They've given up a lot, they've given up a lot of early goals, if you think about it, uh, it re recently. And here, the first two shifts, goals against. And let's talk about the first one. Andrew Mangiapane scores his 12th goal of the season from Backland at 38 seconds. And this was a play where Tarasenko's bumped off the puck. And luckily, Tarasenko, scored, uh, Tarasenko got better as the game went on. And I think having him on the same line as Panarin is probably the right thing to do. He just never really found consistency with Zibanejad and Kreider. So, Mangiapane scores. So, Tarasenko's bumped up the puck, and Mangiapane kind of finds his way. Uh, he 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 beats Keandre Miller and makes a nice move and scores uh, past Yaroslav Halak. So, you know, Miller, not terrible coverage. He was on him, but unfortunately, it's a goal. And then eight seconds later, a really bad turnover by Adam Fox. Uncharacteristic. He just gave it up to, uh, it was either Huberdeau or Peltier. I forget who he gave it up to, but it ends up being a goal for Nazem Kadri. His 21st goal season from Huberdeau and Peltier. So eight seconds later, 40 seconds, 46 seconds into the game, it is 2-0 Calgary. And that's, you know, maybe one where Halak would like to have it back. But, you know, I might just, I might be picky on this one too because he's just been so good. And so just like that, it's something Calgary, and you can't feel good about it, but the Rangers, they found a way to to, to come back in this game. It, it didn't happen right away, but they were able to do it. Trevor Lewis at 951 is called for goaltender interference, and one power play tweak is that Tarasenko's on the number one unit and Heedle's on the number two unit. So in the in the hopes to get Tarasenko going, and you know at the time his line mates were Kreider and Zabanajad, and they're on that unit. So I think to gain some, you know, some trust and, um, you know, being more familiar with them, they they try that. And you know I, I think it's probably a fluid situation. 
as to what they'll do. But the power play, that was a really bad power play. It, it got nothing going at all, either unit. And so the game stays at 2 nothing. And that's what the score was at the end of 1. And Calgary was definitely the better team in the first. Second period comes around. Rangers find their game a little bit. They have to kill off a penalty as Vinny Trocek, who had a good game, but Vinny Trocek takes a slashing penalty as he slashes Dylan Dubé. As far as any sort of retribution for True, but, you know, no, I mean, nothing happened, really. We'll talk about one incident with Milan Lucic uh, later. I, I'll bring it up right now, actually. Milan Lucic, he... I guess it was kind of an innocent collision with uh, Philip Hedl in the, late in the third period, and Hedl took a lot of Hedl definitely took a lot of hits in this game, and you know he seemed kind of banged up, but no worse for wear as far as we can tell, which is good because Philip Hedl durability has been an issue for him, but it seems like he's all right. But that was a situation where, you know, I I guess it could have been an interference situation, but they didn't call it. It's a tough it's a tough call. I think the only reason why I question it is because of Lucic's reputation, but. It seemed, it seemed like it wasn't intentional. But anyway, Trotrek slashes Dubé. And again, he is really filling in that Ryan Strom role as taking a lot of stick and fraction minors. It is a thing. And it must have been a thing in his previous stops of Florida and Carolina. I'm sure that they would say the same thing. Like, I can't, the way I'm seeing this, this can't be a new thing for Trotrek. But look, I thought he was really good tonight. So, and the Rangers did kill off that penalty. And then the Rangers score. And it is a goal by uh, Vlad Tarasenko, 12th of the season, second goal as a Ranger, from Trocek and Panarin. And it was actually, I think Trocek kind of lost the puck, but it ends up looking like a really nice pass, and uh, Tarasenko buries it uh, past Markstrom. And it is a 2-1 deficit now for the Rangers. And, you know, the Rangers had a lot of chances. Jimmy Vesey at one point, I guess it was before this, yeah, it was VZ wide open net and just missed it. So VZ lately, VZ and Heedle lately have had opportunities and just cannot score at all. A lot of chances, but no goals. And the Rangers take a, a bad penalty at the end of the second period. Keandre Miller, uh, just because of the fact that Miller made a bad play before the hooking penalty. You can question whether it was the right call, but he put himself in that situation. And... So the Rangers have essentially almost a full two-minute penalty kill to start the third, but they do a really good job. The penalty kill was very good in that situation, and you know they do well. And the third progresses, and the Rangers finally, they draw that key power play. Zibanejad is interfered with by Nazem Kadri, and the first power play unit doesn't get it done. Had chances. Zibanejad was somehow robbed by, by Jacob Markstrom, where he normally scores. But the Rangers tied up, and it's a goal again for Alexi Lafreniere. Lafreniere has been very, very good during this 10-game stretch. He's been very good. And so it's his 10th goal of the season from Trocek. So make that two assists for Vinny Trocek. And Heedle gets the other assist. And the Rangers tied up with a little over seven minutes left in regulation. And they were able to hang on. Look, I, I was nervous. Calgary had some... You know, some good zone time, but the Rangers were able to hang on and get this game to overtime. So, a great accomplishment in the fact that you give up two goals in the first 46 seconds of the game, and then you don't give up any more of the rest of regulation. Again, Halak was a big reason for that. Tarasenko and Lafreniere score. It's a power play goal. It's actually the first power play goal of Alexi Lafreniere's career. It goes to, sh it just shows you that he does not get much power play time at all in his three seasons in the NHL. We go to overtime, and Gallant starts again with Hedl Panarin, uh, which 
that's a good thing. Like, Heedle is really getting those opportunities. The Rangers get a quick chance, and Heedle has an opportunity, but it's stopped by Markstrom. Again, Heedle went from scoring like it was his job to now Heedle, like, he's just, it's not happening at all. He's getting a lot of chances, and he's not converting. And Artemi Panarin makes an errant pass, loses possession, and then things get interesting in the corner where Toffoli, you know, maybe you could have called the penalty against Toffoli and, and Panarin, you know, but they kind of let it all go. And then Fox high sticks um, Dubé, and the ref kind of had to call it. It was a late call, but it, it was just too obvious not to call, and that was unfortunate. Was a number of things could have happened there, and so the Rangers have to kill for power play, and they don't do it. It's a four-on-three, and they score... And it is the game winner is uh, Michael Backlund, his 11th goal of the season from Huberto and Anderson. It was a shot by Huberto, perfect deflection by Backlund. Not much opposition to him, and I, I can't believe. I think you know Trouba was near him, but it's tough on a four and three. You really have to be sharp, and you know unfortunately it goes past Halak. Nothing you can do about it. I wish that it could have stayed even strength. It doesn't. And the Rangers lose this one, where they won against Edmonton. They found a way to win in the shootout here. They lose in overtime to Calgary. And so Calgary exacts some level of revenge uh, against the Rangers after the Rangers beat them in overtime, uh, I guess, less than two weeks ago. So the Rangers now have a record of 33-14-9. Really good. And... They will head home to take on the Winnipeg Jets. And Winnipeg gave the Rangers their first loss of the season a while ago. The one goal in that game was actually by Dryden Hunt who uh, for the Rangers, uh, who is no longer a Ranger. And Winnipeg, look, they, they've had a, a nice season. They have struggled lately. But they're not a great road team. They're very good at home. And they will take on the New Jersey Devils tomorrow night. And then they'll be in on a second game of back-to-back against the Rangers. So, you know, best-case scenario, somehow Winnipeg beats the Devils, which won't be easy, as the Rangers find themselves two points from the Devils, and New Jersey has a game in hand. So that'll be an interesting race as we, you know, move forward here. I think Carolina wins the division, and I think the Devils and the Rangers will be jockeying for second, for, you know, who gets home ice in that series. It's important. I don't think it's that important, but you want to get it for sure. You'd like to have Game 7 in your own barn, but... Uh, yeah, Winnipeg, that'll be a, a tough test. And I think what's tough for the Rangers is the fact that this was a, like I said, a, a pretty taxing road trip. And it's a quick turnaround. They, they, I mean, look, you play, you know, late into the night tonight, and then Monday you're playing. But the only thing that kind of can, the thing that helps is that Winnipeg will be in second game back-to-back. So hopefully those two things can even themselves out. We will see... Whether the Rangers face Connor Hellebuck, he's the type of goalie that could go in both games, Devils-Rangers. That wouldn't shock me. Uh, so, But there is the chance, of course, that they don't see him because of that. But again, Rangers' road trip comes to an end. The 10-game point streak continues. They're 8-0-2 in their last 10. However, the 7-game win streak does come to an end. Rangers lose in overtime against the Calgary Flames by a score of 3-2.